guys, welcome back to Navigate. Our hope here is to help you engage with God. My name's Ben and I'm joined with Ryan and today we're continuing in the book of Acts, looking at Acts chapter 9, 19 to 25. In this passage we see what happens with Paul and how he goes to speak about Jesus. We also see the power of telling your story and how the difference in Paul's life affects other people. As we work through this passage, we hope it's refreshing wherever you are today. Here's what God's Word says. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once, he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. All those who heard him were astonished and asked, Isn't he the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on his name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priests? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. After many days he had, uh, had gone by, there was a conspiracy among the Jews to kill him. But Saul learned of their plan. Day and night they kept, kept close watch on the city gates in order to kill him. But his followers took him by night and lowered him in a basket through an opening in the wall. So I'm joined with Ryan and we're going to have a chat over this passage. And Ryan, we start to see the effect and the impact that Saul is having now that he's seen and met Jesus and what that kind of means for him. Yeah, that's right. It's it's interesting. It's like once yeah, he starts or well, he goes to the synagogue uh, and starts preaching about Jesus. Yeah. Um, and you just see this, you know, the this change in Paul, like just convinced his encounter with Jesus and whatever Jesus went on to say to him in that moment. Um, he's very much aware that you know, Jesus is the Son of God, um, yeah, the kind of the heart of what God would do in the world. Um being through his son and yeah, he starts preaching about, about Jesus and um we see that, you know, his his reasoning and discussing and debating kind of baffled them in terms of just how he kind of pulled together yeah. the the Bible, um well the Old Testament their Bible and how it all pointed um to Jesus. So the proving that Jesus is the Messiah. And so basically it is kind of what we would call like biblical theology, looking at the unfolding story of the Bible and just saying, hey, explaining that this is all moving towards what God would do in Jesus. Yeah. It's really cool. It's I'd awesome. love to have been there for that. Now, um, you called Saul there Paul, and it's interesting because, you know, I don't know if you've, <laughs> like growing up for me anyway, like in a, yeah. in a church kind of environment, I don't know how it happened, but... Some people, and even like you might hear it in some sermons today, that people talk about how when Saul became a Christian, they changed his name to Paul mm. and kind of going, who are you going to change into and what's your gonna new identity kind of be? But actually, unfortunately, the Bible doesn't give us that luxury. No. Saul was just also called Paul. Yeah. And we see this in verse chapter 13, verse 9. And when he becomes a Christian, he's actually still Saul. If we get, though confused and you know start to say call that's him right. paul that's that's kind of why because he's had he's, he's got two names yeah and you could say he's probably more known as paul than yeah. Saul. like yeah in terms of his letters and stuff which he's quite famous well, for yeah look i don't want to go too hard in this but it might have been to just that um to a jewish audience he was called saul and to a gentile audience was called paul yeah and that's just kind of like how it worked but let's not <laughs> let's not we digress <laughs> it is really interesting there's lots of studies into paul and yeah there is a sense that paul is a, is a complicated guy he's yeah. got a jewish history like, you know he was being trained as a, uh, as a pharisee uh, but he was also greek 
Yeah. And so, or, yeah, so there's a, he's a Roman citizen, which is kind of, um, yeah, really interesting as well. So All that to say there's a bit going on. There's a bit going on for Paul. <laughs> he's a... And when God says he's an instrument, he's a, a, a fine instrument <laughs> because yeah. of how he can move in the world of the, yeah, move so comfortably within the Roman society, but also do his thing with the Jews. Yeah, um, all things to all people. Now, yeah. let's let's look at this passage a little bit because, uh, so if we think about this, so he preaches in the synagogue, as you said, that Jesus yeah. is the son of God. So you get this idea that it's the biblical theology, the whole Bible is about Jesus. Now, let's remember, too, that in the previous passage, he was going to Damascus. Mm. He was going to go to the synagogues to rip them apart and kind of get people, you know, punish them for speaking about Jesus. So you Mm. get this kind of crazy turn of events that a few days earlier, he was going to kill, destroy, put Christians in jail. Now he's speaking about Jesus. Mm. And it's amazing because in verse 21, people see that. And the story of of how Saul has changed is amazing. Mm. Like they are impacted in by that. So verse 21, all those who heard him were astonished and said, you know, isn't this the guy that raised havoc in Jerusalem for those who call on his name? And yet now he's speaking about his name. Mm. You know, there's something powerful about Saul's testimony here. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've talked about this a little bit before, how stories... Um, they really do connect with us where we kind of kind of brought into someone's story to share in their experience. And, you know, in that sense, we're kind of invited to, to ask the same questions about our life. Yeah. Um, and with, with, uh, Saul here, Paul here, um, yeah, it, it's an amazing impact that, that his story is having on people. And, um, yeah, I, I think that's kind of, you know why for us as a, you know evangelical Christians, like one of the big things that we love to to do in our churches is get people to tell their stories about Jesus, mm. how Jesus has you know woven himself into their story and and what that's meant for them. And it's an yeah, I think you were talking about this yesterday, not yesterday, the other other Sunday at church, how stories kind of invite us into to join the story and in a sense, like I think yeah, it's kind of part of the yeah, the power of a story. Yeah, yeah. If you miss that, it's kind of this reality that when you get to the end of the book of Acts, which, you know, we got a little while to get there, um, but you kind of get to the end of the story of Acts, but God is inviting us to continue the story of his work in this world. And as you said there, Ryan, our stories have such a big impact. And I think, you know, we valued this in our tradition, mm. but maybe right at this present moment, um, there might be a sense in which we're undervaluing um, and maybe, you know, maybe this is your experience in whatever church you're in, but uh, we can undervalue our story of how God has worked to save us. Mm. Um, and this is something that you see here in Acts with Saul, that the story of how his life changed has a witnessing effect. Yeah. You know, sometimes when we think of mission, you know, we think, okay, I've got to tell people the whole biblical account of how Jesus is the Messiah from the Old Testament. Mm. He died, he rose again, he ascended, and if you trust and believe in Jesus, you'll be saved. Yeah. And that's mission. Yeah. And like, hear me, that is mission, (laughs) right? But there's actually something powerful in telling the story of how I have seen Jesus, Mm. you know, of how God rescued me 
and and if you're listening how god rescued you and what your story is yeah and if we can actually get better at learning to uh, of how we should share our stories we realize that actually actually has a massive impact on people mm. around us because people are interested in people absolutely and you know i think that's yeah really helpful what you're saying because we've got um jesus story like we're pretty good at yeah, you know, we're pretty good at telling the gospel, Jesus' story, and yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure we could all have a crack and you know have a a good go at it. Yeah. But ask us to what's your story? What's you know how does that story intertwine with yours? Well, that's we kind of all well, hang on. Yeah. I don't know, and you know, if it's be interesting to know like how many of us have actually sat down and and given you know some serious thought to well, what is my story? Yeah. What is God's story in my life? Um. Yeah, and yeah. on that, it's not just, like, the thing is, sometimes we go, okay, what's my testimony, mm. right? And and if you were grew up, I don't know, similar time to us, um, you know, maybe you were taught, okay, like, where'd you start? When was the moment that you saw Jesus? Mm. What are you doing now? Um, and often, like, if you're listening to this, maybe your story, you, you would start your story by saying, you know, I was born in a Christian home and you know, my parents taught me Jesus, or maybe, you know, maybe it's different to that. Mm. But I think the power of telling our stories is actually, you have this ability to speak into something that people want and don't have and how that's affected you. And so it's actually a, a mind shift to actually go, okay, I'm not literally telling day one, day two, day three, I'm telling you, I'm kind of giving you the highlights, the the package of it. So let me mm. give you an example because I know that might be a bit confusing. But in some ways, you're helping people see what Jesus has to offer rather mm. than just where did you grow up. So like the other day, I was having this chat with my neighbor out the front of my house. And um, it was kind of cool because like we've been wanting to get to mm. know them a bit and um, invited them over for a meal and they they couldn't do it for whatever reason. And um, he was saying to me that um, he's just noted that for me and my wife, Elizabeth, like w- he just said, you know, you guys are so filled with joy. Mm. And um, like that was nice to yeah. hear that. He was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, that's good. But I wanted to take this opportunity thinking about this sort of idea of stories that I thought I, sa- I just said to him, you know, like it's interesting because for both Elizabeth and I, but particularly for me, I haven't always been someone who's so filled with joy. Mm. And I said, actually, you would have hated me before I became a Christian. <laughs> because for me, like my teenage years particularly, like I wasn't someone that was joyful. And there's no way that I would have been interested in a neighbor. Mm. Um, like it wasn't something that like just that, that was there. But when I met Jesus, and this is what I was telling him, that mm. when I met Jesus, actually I began to experience a new joy. And a greater like experience of joy in my life, and and I said, you know, Elizabeth's the same, and he listening to that was just like, wow, like mm. so shocked by that, um, and it even there was even this moment at the end of the conversation where he said, hey, I'd love to invite you around to tell us more about how you experience this joy, mm. and wow. I kind of went inside, and I was like, <laughs> Elizabeth, I was like, what just happened? Yeah. But reflecting on it, it's because I shared my story. It's not so like, oh, I didn't even get really get to talk too much about, mm. you know, okay, Jesus died and rose again and all that sort yeah. of stuff. But just how the, like, the impact on me has affected my story. And once yeah. I didn't experience joy and now I did. Now, your story as you're listening to this might be a bit different. Mm. But 
Yeah. Yeah. So I was reflecting on you, reflecting on that. I think it's helpful f- what you're showing us is, is seeing it as you know, how do we make sense of life through the lens of the gospel, and yeah. it's like, yeah, joy. How does the gospel, yeah, make sense of how to live a joyful life? Yeah. Um, and because it, it's like the the connection between what we know about God in real life, and you know, God wants to move and change people yeah. through Jesus and the uh, good news of Jesus and stories really help you make sense of what that means. Like people want to know what does this mean for me as I follow Jesus mm-hmm. and stories actually illustrate that. They show us that. Yeah. Um, whereas sadly, and you know, the deficiency of just telling a gospel presentation is too abstract. Mm. And when you actually put it into the life of a person, a real person, the person like, you know, your story actually makes it come alive a bit more. Yeah, because um, yeah, hear us. We're not saying don't speak the gospel. Yeah. But like hopefully in that instance of, of my sharing my story, it's yeah. actually the reason I've got joy is because I know Jesus has died and risen and ascended mm-hmm. and he invites me to know him and love him and so I can be secure and joyful. Yeah. And it's what you're, it's what you're saying. It attaches the reality to the abstract now for you as you're listening to this it might be something different you know maybe mm. it was meaning you know once i didn't have meaning and now i do um it might be um you know anxiety or fear or worry or um or even sadness and it, it's once i had that and maybe it's not now i don't have that maybe it is but maybe it's once i was an anxious person crippled by anxiety but now i'm actually able because of jesus to process that, to mm. deal with that, to live in a way where I can feel anxiety but, you know, move forward in it. Mm. And as we do that, it's actually such a powerful way to help people see that Jesus offers life and yeah. what that kind of actually looks like. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it's good stuff that I've been thinking about lately, so um, I apologize for just going on a bit of a rant and making this uh, episode a little bit longer. But there is so much power in telling your story. And I think that this is one of the reasons we see Saul's story so many times in the book of Acts. And uh, it's such a big thing. It's because here we start to see how the message of the gospel plays out in real life. And so um, we'd love to encourage you to spend some time and think about your story. And think about not just the moment that you were saved, but what life was like before you were saved and after. Because you, you have an amazing story. Your story of how you know Jesus is an incredible testimony to what God is doing. And it has a great power. And uh, we gave you some ideas there, but there, is, there are many other ways, you know, that, that might be able to help you out in that um, as well in terms of just, yeah, the things that you experienced before and the things that you experienced after. But it does take some time to actually stop and think through, what is my story? How has God saved me? What is life like now? And how am I able to do this? And we want to encourage you to think about that because there is power in your story and there's a reality that God works in stories, in our lives, in the reality of our day-to-days. And so we'd love to encourage you in that. Thanks for listening. We'd love to encourage you to pray and spend some time to pray in prayer now. Uh, but thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time.